0: G'day and welcome to another episode of The Groovy Enlightened Life. I'm Laura Joseph and today's groovy guest is Claire Barton who will introduce herself much better than I ever could um, in a moment. We talked about procrastination, we talked about perfectionism, we talked about limiting beliefs and those fears that are holding people back from bringing their creations, their passions, their projects into the world. And in the spirit, I guess, of perfectionism, we had a few audio glitches, which I've deliberately left in because, let's be honest, if I had been a bit pedantic and perfectionist about it, uh, this episode would have had to be re-recorded and we wouldn't have got that same dynamic and uh, it would have been somewhat rehearsed had we have attempted to re-record it again. So I hope you enjoy the episode. So sit back, relax, grab a cuppa. And let's get started. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Claire Barton. Uh, Welcome to the show, Claire.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: So how about you just tell everybody about who you are and and what you do? Sure. So uh, I describe this differently depending
1: on who I'm talking to because, you know, mix it up. Um, But I work in um, content and email and business uh, coaching and marketing. So I've got my own business, self-titled, work from home, working on my laptop tan most of the time or cafes and that sort of thing. And um, I'm a Virgo. So I basically just like to organize things and make things pretty. And that's kind of how I do business and and life and all that sort of thing.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So I did a bit of stalking on your website and I just want to read out a statement or a couple of statements that you've got there that, that I've feel um, they're really important statements and they, they really sort of um, lit me up a bit. So okay. so here we go. So, so many amazing women are sitting on so much untapped potential. So many gorgeous ideas are never brought to life. Instead, they are trapped by the need to be perfect, to avoid making a move for a fear of making a mistake. Fear is killing so many dreams, it needs to stop. And a little further down the page, you're talking about actually getting started is 90% of the battle. So can you talk a little bit about that statement and what you're seeing out there with the people you work with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I guess um, when I think about my why, why I started doing this business, a really big part of it was that I knew so many people, family, friends, and just acquaintances who would be able to elaborate on these amazing plans or ideas or visions or um, projects that they had businesses that sort of thing and they had gone you know either quite far down the track of the planning in their head and they thought you know I need this and I need this and I'm going to do this and this is what and I used to get really excited and I just go straight into project management mode I'm like yes great and I you know already I'm sort of Gantt charting it basically Um, but then I'd see them months later years later or whatever and I'd be like so excited how did that thing go oh no I I was never going to do it or oh no I needed to get another qualification or oh no I needed to save money or oh no I, I you know I couldn't really do that I, yeah, I've got a job and I've got it. and I'm like I just always felt this real sinking feeling like far out it's so it's such a shame um that there's literally this it's just a fear thing and um you know having conversations with them like why why not why not well and it all comes comes down to I'm a perfectionist or I'm whatever and sometimes people say they're a perfectionist and it's actually fear and sometimes they it's obvious that it's fear but there's a bit of perfection in there and I guess there's this um thing especially with women that you can't we often feel like we need to have all our ducks in a row we need to know every step what's going to happen we need to know exactly what the outcome is going to look like before we have the courage to actually get started and as you know that never happens so many things Um, and you know, I often talk about this trust the process thing, which is really easy to say once you trust the process, but before you trust the process, you kind of just got to go through the process in order to trust it, um, which is a bit shit. <laughs> um, I guess I wanted to, um, you know, because I'm, I am a, a doer. I'm I like, I'm one of those people. I'm just kind of thrive off being busy, although I'm getting better recovering. <laughs> um, but I wanted to really show people how it could be actually very easy just to get started partly the mindset without you know having to know exactly where it was going to end up but really the strategy and the practicalities of just chunking it down and doing little bits at a time rather than feeling overwhelmed by having to have all the things kind of sorted out and um, and moving forward and that sort of thing That answer your question
0: yeah Did no that's fantastic fabulous <laughs> I I was just inspired by that actual statement, and I think it applies to everybody in in all aspects of life Um, in general. You know, there's this fear that's killing people's dreams getting you know stopping people from living the life that they actually want um yeah. and in your case starting the businesses that you know and creating yeah. those beautiful things in the world you know and the ideas yeah. bringing them to life so
1: yeah exactly. Yeah, uh, i used to work in um i used to work in hr and recruitment for a, a short period of time and i remember one of the big things that i learned can't remember how but while i was in that industry was that um people when they're going for new jobs, for example, that uh, you see it like a job on a job advertisement or a position description that men will apply for it if they feel they reach at least 15% of the job description, whereas women won't even apply for it unless they feel they reach 85 to 90% of that. And I just, I still feel so astonished by that. I And bet it's such a cultural and societal thing and the difference between men and women, I suppose. But I, I especially think that's a really it's just a really interesting stat that kind of shows up in so many other areas of life, you know, even in, in the workplace, asking for a job rise or whatever, but whatever it is, having that courage to stand up and go, I don't really know what the hell I'm doing, but I, this is something I really want and I'll work it out when I get there. Because that must be the only way that men are able to do it, to just go, eh, I should be right, I'll work it out when I get there. I'm a you know, fast learner. If yeah. we had a bit of courage in ourselves, we could go, oh, I could like my way through an interview and then I'll work it out when I get there. You're like I'm good good at networking and I'll ask someone how to do it. But there's this kind of um maybe a pride thing or a fear of failure, or you know, probably all of the above where you go, but if I don't know how to do it and I and I look stupid, then everyone will know, or, you know, it's this, it's just a big thing, but it's just such a shame. Cause I think we're so, we have so much to bring to the table and we have so much power to actually make massive changes for our lives and for the world and the environment and for our children and all that sort of thing. Um, and it just, it just kills me to think that some people are taking that to their graves and never actually giving it like a, never just starting a project, even if it's doomed to fail from the start, you know, yeah.
0: Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. Um, So you touched on it a little bit—that self-confidence piece. Like, is that what your your experience a fair bit with the people you work with? Is is it it a self-confidence thing, or what other, I guess, blockages or fears that are showing up?
1: Um, Yeah, it it probably is a self-confidence thing, but it's not. That's not the language that people use. You know, no one's sitting around going, "I don't have the confidence to start that new project." It's kind of like it's almost too easy to say that sort of thing. But yeah I think I've done you know a bit of research and I'm not, I'm not a psychologist or anything obviously, but from what I do know and, and from what people talk about and that sort of thing with the perfection is that there's so many different types of perfection, and there's also what we often refer to as perfection, which is actually more just like fear, because we we're afraid of um, failing and looking stupid or we're just afraid of failing or we're afraid of flushing our money down the toilet or we're afraid of success. Maybe what if it works then then what happens? You know, what if people actually pay me for this stuff, then what happens? Um, So yeah, I think it it probably is a bit of self-confidence, but probably the underlying thing from that is still the fear. Like you, you're afraid of whatever it is. Um, And, you know, for, for me, definitely, I definitely have a very big value on intelligence, which is, you know, a whole other story. So I always fear, my biggest thing was like, but I might look stupid. Like I might, if I do that public speaking thing, what if I say the wrong words and then I look stupid? Or what if I Um, I'm always talking about attention to detail and what if I then put something on my website and there's a typo Uh, that sort of thing so I and I know where that all comes from done all the things don't worry (laughs) (laughs) Um, but there's always like a a, an underlying thing which probably manifests as a bit of a lack of confidence to just go and get started so yeah it probably is a bit of a bit of both I think which came first the chicken or the egg not sure yeah
0: (laughs) and I guess this uh, concept of procrastination. Do you believe there's a link between perfectionism and procrastination and do you see this showing up?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I, and I, again, can't speak on the psychology of it or anything like that, but, yeah, definitely there's, there's um, I'll give you an example. So I work a lot with um, in businesses in the back end, you know, getting things streamlined and automated and systemized and easier and, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, And one thing that comes up in, I would say, 95-plus percent of sessions that I do is when we start talking about outsourcing that people are like, no, 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 I can't outsource because I haven't got any systems. It's like, stop cleaning for the cleaner. It's okay to not have the things before you get someone to fix it for you, right? So, yes, there is a certain element of having like knowing um, having needing to have some sort of clarity about what you want the outcome maybe to look like or what you need to remove from your business or from your life um, so that you can aptly explain that and get this, the result that you want. But you don't have to have all the systems in place to get someone to do your systems, if that makes sense. So that's yeah. one thing that, that's um, just a, probably a good example of of, we procrastinate because we think we're not ready because it's not perfect and it's the whole cleaning for the cleaner thing Um, which I think is we're probably all guilty of with with a lot of things. Like we don't want people to know how much of a shit storm we're actually in before we do it, which is often why, um, and this is another thing, a lot of people who, a lot of women especially, who are in businesses or who have started their own business have often come to it because they've been in such a mess or such a um, uh, like burnout and overwhelm and that sort of thing with either their business or with something else that they've gotten to the point of then finally asking for help. I used to be massage therapist back in the day and we always used to say people would only come for a massage once they would got to the point where they couldn't move their neck That's or they it. couldn't like shoulder check when they were driving because they'd, they'd hurt their neck. Whereas if they were coming for maintenance all the time and, you know, just kind of going like you, you, you're keeping on top of it and asking for help before it was desperate, yeah. they wouldn't have got to that point in the first place. So it's kind yeah. of, um, yeah. Did you get an egg yeah, type probably, thing. Uh, It is, totally. It is. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think procrastination is definitely linked to um, perfectionism in some forms. I'm sure there's other
0: (laughs) other things out there as well. That's it. So you've spoken a fair bit about, I guess, certainty driven people. That's what I call them. So people that need to know. Um, where they're heading or, or what they're doing to the nth degree before they take those steps. So, yeah. what sort of tips or tricks do you have to work with these people? Like, what, <laughs> what, how can you help them? You know, ah, oh, such a good
1: question. And look, this is—it's um, certainly part of my um, my journey as well. I'm recovering. I'm not the recovered perfectionist, and there's still certainly a lot of parts of my life, not so much my business anymore where, you know, I haven't released the death grip of control just yet. Um, but that's okay. Like I'm, I allow my inner perfectionist to have some certain jobs. There's things that she's allowed to touch and things that she's not allowed to touch. Um, um, <laughs> you know? um so I think, um, uh, let me think, can you ask that question again?
0: Yeah. So basically about the certainty driven oh people God. out there, oh like yes. what sort of tips and tricks. Yeah.
1: All right. So with the the certainty driven um yeah, I think as I said, I've been sort of on this biz, this business journey for about 3 years, but I've been in I've had my own business since 2011. Um, I've had four or five business businesses. I'm a bit of a business junkie. It's kind of like the <laughs> fun thing to do. Um and I, I I must admit when I first came in and I was working in spaces with a lot of people who were very spiritual or, you know, um healers and alternative therapies and that sort of thing and I I wasn't skeptical I wouldn't say but I was a bit like I just didn't really get it I just didn't really understand and I was like well where's the science and where's the proof and where's the spreadsheet because if there's no spreadsheet it didn't happen right <laughs> um it. and but beautifully I feel like the last few years for me have definitely been a massive eye-opening and heart-opening and soul-opening um, experience just with connecting with people who are real people and who aren't you know um they're my sort of people and learning about them and trusting them and then it being open to taking some um you know winks we talked before we started recording about the little winks from the universe that three mm. years ago I would have said those I would have probably rolled my eyes if someone said those words and now yep. I'm like you know walking around telling everyone just look <laughs> for the winks and all you know not <laughs> fine, but you know what I mean I'm Absolutely. still saying some of these things Seeing someone else like in friends or family give me the sort of look on their face that I would have given someone who said that a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my, I guess my tips are um, to find the tribe, to find the people who do get it and unapologetically talk about it and they're open about it and they have the really practical tips on how you can start to get over your, your speed humps of having to know everything that's coming around the corner. And, you know, trust the process. It's such a hashtag on Instagram, <laughs> but I honestly think I mentioned it before, but it is such a Um, it's such a, I don't, I don't even know what the word is. It's, it just needs to be done, but like you can't trust the process until you've been through that process a few times and recognize that it's a process. And I, um, we've talked about before, um, there was a time probably a year into this business. So two, three years ago, and I was having this amazing day. I think I'd had a couple of new clients and I'd nailed these, these sessions. And I was walking through, I, was going, I parked my car, I was on the way to pick up the kids who were both in kindy at the time. I'd ordered them some sushi for dinner and I'd strolled into Coles to go and get some milk or whatever it was. And I was literally thinking, this is amazing. I feel so high. I felt like I was walking on clouds. Like I was literally thinking those words, just thinking like, oh my gosh, I've made it. Well, like we're, we're good here. Next minute, I slipped on a grate, smashed my knee, ended up having um, like 20 people around me and all the stuff and the ice packs and I was crying. I was in so much pain. I've got knees anyway. And um, what basically happened then, I ended up having to go back, pick up the kids, got halfway home and realized I'd forgotten the sushi. So I drove all the way back. <laughs> trying to call, got the sushi, gave the kids the sushi and then halfway home again, my daughter started vomiting all through the car and then we got home and there was vomit and there was like everything had just gone from being so amazing up here to being the shittest day ever. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? What is going on? And I put it into a couple of the groups and, you know, it was all about the messages were coming through. It was like just be grounded and it's okay. Like don't go off with the fairies, you know, you still you know, just keep it real where I was like, ha I'm so, you know, this is all good. <laughs> and then it literally just literally grounded me because I've just got my knees smashed on the floor. Yeah. So, you know, and there was a heap of stuff sort of around then. And I was like, Oh, Oh, we're here again. Okay. We're down here. Okay. That's fine. Because I know that I've been here before. And then we end up going back up again. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the top, like, Oh, we're here again. Okay. Let's just keep it real. Let's just calm the farm a bit. Cause it's going to go and, and just realizing that it is a roller coaster and it is a process and, and, You know, when I came to that realization, I was like, "Oh, that's what trusting the process means." (laughs) There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. Put your shit together, and kind of be okay with it. So I think that was for me like a really big thing not not going, "Okay, I'm here, so I'm here forever," or "I'm, you know, it's amazing, it's going to be amazing forever, it's going to every day is going to be easy," but just kind of knowing that it was it was going to be a bit of an up and down thing. Another roundabout question, roundabout way to answer your question, but I think trusting the process and having you know the right people around you to support and remind and
0: (laughs) yeah no that's amazing thanks for sharing those stories um what I got out of out of that was this um I guess the concept of awareness is is really getting people to become aware of what's going on in their own lives and like you said those cycles that process um, the ups and downs and to actually lean into that uh, a little bit and and to try and like you said trust the process but also trust you know that you may not need to know What's yeah. around the corner, and be okay yeah. with that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, experimentation is so fun; it really is. The only it's the only way. And I, um, when I was early on again in my business, I worked a lot with Leah Kearns, who does beautiful, intuitive business mentoring. And I had a couple of sessions with her, and and you know the questions that she asked and that she sort of coached me in and probed me on were game changers and I was like I'm the poster girl for I've got my shit together and she's like no you're not and I'm like well okay no worries and then I swept it under the carpet she knows this story by the way <laughs> so it turns the carpet thinking oh my gosh I totally am the poster girl for I got my shit together <laughs> and, <laughs> and then eventually it kind of came back to like oh actually and when the recovering perfectionist thing came up I was like I don't know where it came from it just came to me and Leah's like uh I'm like oh yeah you told me this six months ago but when I said, when I you know, launched my podcast, The Recovering Perfectionist and the Facebook group, I literally, it felt like people just came out of the woodwork and they're like, oh, thank God, me too. And it <laughs> yeah. just, it felt like this massive shift that I was kind of able to hold that space and um, I, hold the door open is probably a better way to say it. Hold the door open for everyone else to go, oh my God, me too. It was like sitting around at Christmas lunch and everyone just finally lets their belts out. Of just going, oh, okay, we don't have to be perfect. We can stuff it up. We can yeah. fail. We can lose. And the world didn't die. I always say that thing from um, <laughs> Hangover. But die. I'm saying it all the time. <laughs> though, like, the world didn't implode. No one died. It's all good. So, you know, play and, and be okay with failing and yeah, you know, fail fast. Pick yourself up. Try and, something else. And go
0: again. Have another go. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. So, I guess the word perfectionism, you know, it can sometimes have a have a bad reputation or a stigma about it. What do you see are advantages of being a perfectionist?
1: Yeah, really good question. Um, there's a lot of rhetoric and conversation about. Um, well, I'm not a recovering perfectionist. I like doing things really well. I'm like, yeah, you can do things really well. I still do things really well. Don't worry about that. But I'm not hung up on. I'm not as hung up on being liked or being. Um. Still, it still is probably my biggest bugbear, to be honest. But, um, uh, yeah. Um, getting. Uh, how do I say? It? I don't even know how to say it. Um. Um. Uh, like being being perfectionist, I think, allows you to. Um, focus on some things. So sometimes when you're a perfectionist, and if you can you know, release the control or the need to be perfect in everything that can be really freeing. Um, and you see it often with, uh, I guess, left brain, right brain. I can never remember which one, but people are like, people either say I'm a creative or I'm not a creative. There's like two boxes. Right. And, and we're all, pro- well, a lot of people are guilty of putting themselves in one of the boxes. Um, I used to be, I used to say up until a few years ago, again, oh, I used to be creative, but I'm not anymore because I thought like, I really like spreadsheets. Can't be creative. If you like spreadsheets, those two yep. things don't mix. <laughs> Um, and even when I was a, a massage therapist, I was a massage therapist on Fridays and weekends in my own business. And I was a, um, a, um, a manager in a, a consulting firm during the week. And I was like, well, neither of them should know about each other because <laughs> no one will take me seriously because yeah. I didn't, I just couldn't, in you know, even in my head kind of be one of one of the two. So I guess um, in terms of of the positives of being a perfectionist, if you can, hate the word compartmentalize, but if you can give yourself permission to still do things really well and still, um, you know, excel at whatever it is that you love, but not do it for the wrong reasons, i.e. to show off or to get the external praise or to whatever, if it's aligned to what you're doing in your, you know, in your life, which I know is what you um, talk a lot about as well and staying on purpose and that sort of thing, then go nuts, like do, do whatever you need to do, but polishing the silverware can absolutely stay over there in the, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So, yeah. That, yeah. And, uh, you know, I used to say, when I used to go for job interviews and they always say, what are your strengths? And you rattle them all off. And <laughs> what are your weaknesses? And I would always be like, oh, I've got this one in the back. I'd always say I'm a perfectionist because in some ways I'm a weakness because I would literally work and until someone sent me home. I, mm. Even if I was on my deathbed, I would go to work like about that. But it meant, and I knew that as an employee and even as an employer later, people who said that I knew they were going to be there early and they're late and they'd do their work really well and they'd be very conscientious and they'd follow the rules and that they'd be easy to manage and blah 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 so I was like I got this in the bag because I know that it's probably going to kill me one day but you know that you're getting a really good employee here yeah so that sort of thing you know um is is I guess a bit of a catch-22 but there are definitely advantages you know people you do do things to a high quality but yeah not not doing it perfectly doesn't have to mean it's a shitty job either.
0: yeah that's right that's exactly right so you actually started touching on a little bit about the workplace and um you know i think you even mentioned the word burnout so have have you seen i guess perfectionism show up in the burnout stage of people's lives if they get to that stage mm,
1: such a good question um i guess there's two parts the one of the one of the things is that they haven't taken on or tackled or started those projects that are like the passion projects that would really fill their um, their cup. So they've ended up staying in a thing that they don't like, My Maya, Maya's version of the soul-sucking <laughs> job. <laughs> that's um, and that's led to burnout because there's also another layer of resentment and regret and what if and all of that sort of thing. So I guess that's on one side is the mindset. On the other side is just the sheer amount of hours that it takes to be perfect at everything. Yeah. like. Beyonce wasn't made in a day, but everyone seems to try, especially as women, we have to be, um, have to be the perfect mum and the perfect wife and the perfect housekeeper and have the perfect job or the perfect business. We have to have a really great social life and we have to look great and we have to look after ourselves and we have to do self-care and we have to take holidays and we have to blah, blah, blah. Like there's all these things um, that we are expected to be good at, if not great or perfect at, but there's another layer on that is that we're not really allowed to look like we're trying. We've got to make Mm. that all look easy. Yes. And that's a really hard thing when you're going, like, you know, we all have weeks where you go, you're sitting there going, God, I've got nothing to do. This is amazing. And then you've got weeks where you're like, I'm literally going to be working 90 hours or I'm never sleeping this week because I've got shit to do. And that's cool. Like that's part of the process as long as it's not every week, right? Yeah. Um, But there's also this um, thing, and I think we're getting better at it, (laughs) I hope, um, is asking for help or accepting help. Mm. You know, and and actually, yeah. be, and actually going. I'm really struggling here. I can someone make dinner for my kids this week? Like just that yeah. tiny little thing. And we're all happy to pitch in. We're all you know the weeks where we're a bit quiet or we're whatever. It's easy. It's not a big burden. But we um, seem to find it difficult to allow other people to help out or to carry some of that burden so I think that's another big thing I had a really interesting conversation with my best friend about this recently yep. and she said to me something along the lines of it's okay to ask for help to me and I'm like hang on I'm the recovering perfectionist I'm really good at asking for help and accepting help." Yep. and she's like sort of raised her eyebrow. she's like yeah you're better at it but and then we had this conversation and I I realized that I'm I'm much better at asking for and accepting help as long as I don't perceive that I'm putting that other person out too much. Mm, yeah. Like it, it's, a, it's my scale. So if I know that someone else is already busy or they're having a bit of a shit time, there's no way that I'll go and ask them. Yeah. Even if I was having a shit time and someone asked me, I'd be like, Oh, thanks for the distraction. Great. Let, let's do it sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I try and talk about, I try and think about it for myself and also with clients and friends and that sort of thing is the gift of giving, like how nice, mm. how great do you feel when you're actually able to help or to give or, um you know do something nice for someone else so if you don't if you don't do it for yourself do it for the other person who's then given the opportunity to have the warm fuzzies about mm-hmm. you know helping you and that sort of thing so that's mm-hmm. kind of my my mind, mindset shift and and as a as a giver as well i try and just do the giving or do the thing rather than saying so what can I do to help you? Because we're just going. Oh no, nothing. I'm all good. Yeah. Whereas if you go to someone's house and they're struggling, don't put a frigging load of washing on, or empty the dishwasher, or make them a cup of tea, or bring them some more, like whatever it is. Yeah. Um. Rather than you know just being a bit more proactive and that sort of thing. So I hope that's sort of rippling out. But I think that's definitely, um, you know the the um yeah the the our, our reluctance to ask for and accept help coupled with the fact that we have to do all these things perfectly, but not even look like we're trying like the duck on the top of the water we're just like cruising around yeah she's right it's all good and actually it's mental downstairs so (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a a bit disastrous
0: underneath (laughs) disastrous (laughs) yeah I love that story and I love that you shared that because um I guess I see it coming back is this whole concept of community um and tribe and family and family not meaning necessarily your blood relations but just Gathering those people around you who, like you said before, are supporting you, yeah. um, that are helping you out, and to be able to ask for help and be okay with yeah. that, um, because we've lived in such a, a society for so long now that it's it's been you know about being doing stuff by yourself. I can do this by myself. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. you know I'm tough. I'm strong. I'm whatever. Or I can. Yeah. I've got my shit together, basically, so I'm right. I'll be right, and we we get this um, thing about us where you said before we got to perceive to the rest of the world that we're okay, that Mm. we we've got it all down pat. Um, But I'm loving the shift, I guess, uh, that I can see around the world and in communities where it's all coming back to that community space, the tribe space, family space, where people are helping each other out now. So I
1: think it's
0: fabulous. Yeah, love it. I love it, and I think there's for
1: me, definitely, I'm a I'm a server. I'm definitely a, you know someone who I sort of have always lived so not so much now, but lived by the critter, like if you want something done, ask someone busy. So I've just always stayed busy, so people ask me to help them. But I like it's a it's a big it's a I guess an internal value that I love to serve and I love to do all of that sort of thing. Um, and but in the same sense that you know one of the big motivators for me is that I by doing it and by allowing myself to be more vulnerable and to experiment and to fail and to not do the perfect thing and to ask for help and to um, show up authentically. And, you know, I don't bear all, I don't tell everyone all about my personal life, but it's certainly, you know, I'm a bit more open about that these days, that what that does and how it motivates me is that it holds space for other people to do so as well. That's it. Um, and that is a really, really big, like, Oh uh, all yeah. I had to do was be brave one time and mm-hmm. now all these thousands of women are being brave. And, you know, sometimes what people will message me and say, you said this thing on Facebook a couple of years ago and I'm like, shit, did I? That sounds yeah. cool. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go and recycle that now. Um, and and it just really holds that space to, you know, maybe plant a seed, if not, you know, hold mm-hmm. the entire door open for them to have the courage to take the first step without knowing what yeah. the 50th step's going to look like. So that's, yeah, I guess that's for me, probably the thing that gets me over the line to know that like i've just got to be brave once and then all the others will be brave <laughs> And that's know, but i'm only doing because i've also seen other people in front of me do it as well so yeah. it's just a, a beautiful ripple effect
0: it is it is and yeah the more of us that keep standing up and doing those little things the more that ripple effect will just amplify and um, yeah yeah so that's fantastic yeah oh, so good it is. It's marvellous. It's marvellous. So I guess um, one of the themes, I guess, out of Groovy Enlightened Life is about living our highest purpose or our highest potential and living in alignment to our, our true self. So what can you share with us about being imperfect and that it's okay to be imperfect mm. and by honouring who we are and, um, and that, that we can still live our highest purpose um, yes. or our highest potential and still live in alignment to our true self?
1: Yeah. Um, this is a,
0: I love this question.
1: I I have probably until, I don't know, I mean, it's a, it's a journey in a spectrum, I suppose, but until probably I don't even know, a little while ago, I felt so overwhelmed by that question. Every time someone says, what are your, what's your life purpose? What's your why? What's your this? I would just run screaming in the other direction because I was like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. And I, I think probably in the last little while since I've, you know, just given myself permission to go, this is my purpose right now. And that's okay. I don't know what my purpose is when I'm 60 or when I'm 80 or 10 years ago. I don't know, but I'm just going to, I guess, try and be open to um, you know the the practical tools the practical Virgo brain in me is like okay well what are the clues like if I was to go and gather what my clues are to what my purpose might be all right yeah that sounds good I'll put that and that's like just the corner of the jigsaw puzzle but that's cool I'm good with that corner just being the jigsaw puzzle at the moment so my tip I suppose when it comes to living on purpose and living to your life's values and all of that sort of thing is to also not overthink it and not overstress about well I you know because that's the freaking big question and it's overwhelming in itself just to go i don't know i'm good at spreadsheets can i help you with spreadsheets <laughs> like is that my purpose no but it's such a big question that you get yeah. perfectionist over well i don't have my elevator pitch ready when someone asks me what my purpose is so i'm just going to take a bathroom break when that comes up you know um but yeah to do whatever you can to just kind of give yourself permission to go does it feel good now does it feel aligned um and uh, i can't remember where it came up but someone uh, oh, I've been, um, I can't remember which one it is, probably the Rebecca Campbell Work Your Light. Um, uh, yep.
0: Cards. That's, yep.
1: And one of them is about, one of them that's come up for me so often recently is alignment. And it's just all about what is, you're taking a bit of a stock take, I suppose, or an audit of what in your life doesn't actually feel aligned to you. Um, and that's, that's a really scary thing to do because once you know what isn't aligned, it's your choice whether you're going to bridge the gap with getting rid of it or... Yep putting up with it or whatever it is and that's really scary so I think you know when you're ready you're ready but until then take some baby steps and it is literally a journey like I feel so much more empowered now than I did a few years ago because of the people around me and the knowledge that I have and the experiences I've had and the you know visions for want of a better word and that sort of thing of just going oh oh okay hang on a minute are the values that I have now still the same as they were when I was a teenager when I did that exercise in grade 10? Probably not. So let's just reestablish what's actually really important to me. But then as soon as you've done that, you're like already go, oh, shit, I'm like, okay, shut that book, pop that back on the bookshelf until I'm ready for the next step because there's, it's, it has to precipitate change almost always. And if it's not, you probably already know that everything's in alignment. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that can be a bit scary, but I think step-by-step step, baby steps and not having to know, again, all the answers and, um, yeah. not worrying about having your elevator pitch for <laughs> your life's mission and your life's purpose is price.
0: That's exactly right. So how often do you get that question, you know, like... <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, exactly. More <laughs> often in the circles that we move in probably than I would have, you know, anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, easy to go run screaming from the room when you're in a Facebook group because you just don't answer it, but it's like, mm. oh, shit, someone else asked me that thing. I better check in with that or whatever. But yeah, mm. not having to know all the answers, I think. Is a
0: yeah, no, and I love that. And I love how you, you express it as a journey because that's how I like to express it, you know, the whole journey through life. and And you're right your purpose today may not be the purpose tomorrow or yeah. in 20 years, 30 years time, and you can yeah. have multiple different purposes and things like that. So yeah. it's we do get into that overthinking and overwhelm of going, well, what is the perfect thing? It has to be that one thing today
1: and yeah. that must yeah. be
0: it. I've got to get it right today um, so I can express that. But it's it's more than that. It's a journey. It's the experimentation. It's the actual baby steps, you know, yeah. starting and and, and, and exploring yeah. it
1: exactly and there's so many different things that can influence what your purpose is like when my kids were tiny my purpose was to keep my children alive yes like i don't yep. need to be worrying about what i'm going to be doing in 10 years time that was just Absolutely. my sole purpose and often when women i think have had careers or a business or whatever and they step away to do the mothering thing there's this overwhelming like um pressure and guilt to feel like you have to get back on track with fulfilling yeah. your life's purpose really quickly when like it's, it, it is, there's more, there's, you don't just have one purpose. I don't think, I think there's That's lots true. of yeah. bits and pieces. So, you know, my purpose and my kids are four and six. My purpose is not now to keep them alive. That's still a really big friggin <laughs> important purpose to me. Right. Yep. Um, but I've also learned that there's other things and you know, your priorities change and that you don't true. have to have this perfect, like, well, I'm on purpose. I'm, I'm going to be back on purpose in February next year. And you know, then everything else can go to hell or I'm on purpose every Tuesday, Friday and Saturday when I'm working and then yeah. the rest of the time, like it's all, you know, sometimes yep. you've got your focus in more in one direction, but I, I guess the perfectionist thing is that it's all or nothing. And, um, yes. you know, that can be really hard to deal with going, that was a priority this morning, but my kid just did whatever. And that is no longer a priority because I need to deal with this yeah. thing. And not feeling guilty about <laughs> yes. the, the fact that that's going to be different day to day and week to week yeah. and month to month. And just, yeah. yeah. It's yes.
0: about accepting it, you know, also, you know, and accepting yeah, that the day totally. could turn out however it needs to turn out <laughs> and being okay with that, you know, yes. not, not binding yourself up and, oh, I still haven't done that thing that I wanted to plan totally. for today and just yeah, with exactly. that flow.
1: Yeah. And it's such a beautiful um, space to get to when you realise that you've surrounded yourself with enough of the right people and with the right, um, I guess, tools or systems for want of a better place yucky word that when you need to make those changes there doesn't have to be guilt around it because we're all we're all in the same boat you know um, I've had so many clients who are like I'm so sorry my kid this and I have to cancel I'm like oh babe like that was me or that it's it's such a nice space to be in when everyone gets
0: it appreciates yeah. it yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah well thank you very much, Claire. That was amazing chat. Um I guess what final words of wisdom or mic drops do you have um that you should share with us today? Oh
1: gosh, so many things. <laughs> um I suppose if um you know if there's someone if you're feeling like you are um someone who's letting perfection get in the way of getting started or getting finished or putting something out there. Um, you know, the top things is to give your give your perfectionist or your control freak or your guest girl or your people pleaser or whatever you want to call her, give her some jobs that she is allowed to do. She's not going anywhere. Just put her at the back of the bus instead of driving, sort of thing. So, you know, give her some things, you know, what she's allowed to do. Mine is allowed to write the birthday cards. I've got a calendar on my wall in my kitchen that's got everyone's birthdays, and at the beginning of the month, she sits down and writes all the birthday cards and gets them all sent off. So that's like one thing that she's allowed to do, right? But she's not allowed to touch my computer. She's not allowed anywhere near the business. That's, you know, same rules as the kids, basically. Like, don't touch my computer. <laughs> yep, yep. So she's not allowed to do things like this. I think, you know, giving, um, you know, allowing yourself to still fill that bucket because perfectionists have the perfect bucket. And if you can say, like, I nailed that. And you get some, yeah. well, you know, often yeah, it's a thing it stroking where <laughs> people are like, thank you so much. Yeah, exactly. Taking it off your list, that's a really big thing. Um, secondly... Um, I guess, uh, finding ways to experiment with getting it wrong without, and not, and like in ways, so, um, uh, you know, finding ways to fail, finding ways to do things that kind of just give you the confidence to go, Oh, someone just said no to me or someone just laughed in my face and I'm okay with it. And it might take a little bit of time and, you know, you get your first person who asked for a refund or disagrees with you when you posted something or whatever. And you're like, shit. And you know, you have got to go through that whole thing, whatever it is that you do to get over it. But yep. once you're over it, you're like, Oh, it's also completely disappeared and no one died. So you know, find little ways to kind of work up to doing the big experiments, which have potential to be big failures. Yeah. So that you've got the confidence to just, you know, fail fast, fail faster and and move through that process a bit faster. Um, and I guess the, the third thing, and probably the most important thing is to surround yourself with people who are also in that space, who aren't expecting you to do everything perfectly, who don't put you on a pedestal and, and be very selective with who you um, share some of these things with like, you you know, who the naysayers are in your life. You know who the people are who always have the low vibe and who always just put everything down and they're critical about everything. Don't tell them what you're doing. If that's too hard, don't, they're not allowed to come along for the ride. If they're just going to be like that, you just talk about the weather. That's it. You don't talk about your big projects. Like, uh, you know, you say I'm starting this new project and I would just feel my family go, Oh, what now? (laughs) Well, we don't have to talk about it anymore. We'll just talk about like, Oh yeah, it's a good, how about you? What's going with you? You know? They don't get to come along for the ride if that's what they're going to be like because it just makes it harder and then their doubt or their facial expressions become my facial expressions and then all of a sudden I'm carrying five other people around on my shoulders every time I think about doing something new. Mm -hmm. So surrounding yourself with people who allow you to be, to to stuff up and allow you to be yourself and allow you to do all of that sort of thing is I think probably the the biggest thing Um, and that could be one person. It could be your next door neighbor. It could be one person who's just there. who's like fan club, number one, no worries. Whatever you're going to do, I love you anyway. Um, preferably someone who kind of has a bit of credibility in what you're doing. So, <laughs> you know, you're not just feeling like you're getting an ego stroking and you're yeah. actually getting someone who's there to yep. pick up the pieces with you and drink wine and all that sort of thing when it does go to shit because yep. it will at some point. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I think they're probably my top tips.
0: Awesome. Very groovy. <laughs> Thank you very much Cleta, for being Thank on the show you. today. Um, where can people find you?
1: Oh, everywhere. I'm literally everywhere <laughs>
0: online. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Facebook, Claire Barton Coaching, or hello, uh, hello at clairebarton.com.au is my email address, and clairebarton.com.au is my website, and there's Instagram and all the other things. So,
0: awesome. I'm pretty easy to track down. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was a very groovy conversation. Awesome chatting with you. I hope you enjoyed the show today and you managed to pick up some hints, some tips, some advice around perhaps any of those self limiting beliefs or fears that perhaps are preventing you from bringing your creation into the world. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about Claire, then please head over to sagacityrising.com forward slash A G E L 003. That's sagacityrising.com forward slash A G E L 003. Over there, you will find some show notes and all of the links to all the amazing things that Claire gets up to in the world. I hope you can join us next time on A Groovy and Enlightened Life. I'm your host, Maya Joseph. Stay groovy, my friends. Maya wow. out.